Hi guys, welcome back to the Colorful Plates Podcast, your weekly source for what's happening in the produce and food service worlds. This week's interviews consist of a chat with one of our own, TJ Ware. TJ works here at ProAct and Procurement as a sourcing specialist for apples and pears. This week, TJ gives us the rundown on apples and what to expect in the coming months. Additionally, Jamie chatted with Chef Chris Smith from the Allison in Portland, Oregon. Chef Chris's full interview will be released Thursday, so be sure to tune in then. Jamie, start us off with market reports. Uh, So first up are cherries, and the season is winding down quickly. Many shippers are done packing them for the season, and what remains will finish up later this week. Cherries were fantastic this season, and I'm sad to see them go. However, other stone fruit remains available. Overall, we expect good volumes of nectarines, white peaches, and plums for the next week. The only exception is for yellow peaches, whose supplies will become lighter in the coming weeks due to seasonal transitions. Quality is reported as strong, and we expect to have a good early fall season, with peaches and nectarines fading out by late September and plums wrapping up at the end of October. With citrus, right now lime supplies will be snug for the next two weeks until the new crop begins and the market is steadily increasing due to lower crossings and decreased availability. Lemons are also seeing some issues as California domestic supplies continue to be tight on 140s and smaller, which will be a trend through summer. However, offshore supplies continue to improve weekly, offsetting domestic supply issues. As far as oranges go, Valencias are plentiful and the same can be said for grapefruit, whose supplies are looking good throughout the summer. Import navels continue to increase weekly on both coasts. As far as specialty citrus, bloods particularly have about a week left. Additionally, supplies on import clementines and mandarins are limited, but should increase within a week or so. Now for a rundown on our coal crops, particularly broccoli, cauliflower, and Brussels sprouts. Recent warm weather has brought broccoli fields forward, increasing supplies with fair quality being reported. For cauliflower, the supply gap is starting to close and supply is back to filling demand with good quality. Lastly, due to recent warm weather and internal decay causing lower yields, the Brussels sprouts market has gotten tighter. Look for prices to fluctuate in the coming weeks. Grape news for grapes as California green grapes continue to be in excellent supplies as most shippers have moved past the rough patch earlier in the season and are on to a new harvest. For domestic red grapes, supplies continue to be steady with good quality overall, showing consistent size, good color, and high sugar levels. As we approach fall, expect a solid, strong California season. Pineapple supplies will continue to remain tight this month. Industry-wide, both coasts are expected to be tight until the first week of September. Quality continues to be an issue with occasional browning on the interior of the fruit. This will be a week-to-week situation for the next month. One last bit before we wrap up. Support your local farmers as the local growing season for the majority of the U.S. is heating up. Be sure to ask your distributor for recommendations. That's all we have for market reports this week. For in-depth market reports, remember to check out the source on ProAct's website as soon as it's released each Wednesday. This week, I spoke to executive chef Chris Smith from the Allison in Portland, Oregon, about using and repurposing fresh produce. So what would be your biggest challenge when you're working with seasonal produce? Uh, Using it up when it's at its peak is always the biggest challenge. Uh, You Mm -hmm. really have to find ways to utilize it in as many outlets definitely and just finding different things to do with it because as much as i love tomatoes um other people can get tired of just seeing that on every single dish so incorporating the the scraps and wastes you know into sauces and soups um roasting them off making vinaigrettes doing whatever you can because Mm -hmm. the thing with seasonal produce is 
everything comes into uh, the peak of ripeness all at once. And yeah. you go from a little trickling of product to just drowning in it. And mm-hmm. obviously, as, as stewards of this earth, we have an obligation to not waste anything. And that can mm-hmm. definitely be challenging. Um, the, the fruit that can't be served or the vegetables that can't be served in a restaurant setting, then those are the ones, you know, the ones that are really blemished. You still don't want to waste those. So finding them, either using them as animal fodder. Um, we have some pig farmers that we donate barrels of food to. Uh, oh, okay. Otherwise, at the very least, turning it into compost so it can give nutrients to the next round of, of produce. But there's yeah. nothing more heartbreaking than just seeing beautiful produce go to waste. Thanks, Chris, for taking the time to speak with us. Keep an eye out for Chef Chris's full interview, which will air on Thursday. Next up is my chat with TJ Ware, where he gives me the 411 on apples and pears and what to expect in the coming months. Let's take a listen. All right, guys. So today I'm here with TJ Ware. He is the sourcing specialist for apples and pears here at ProAct. TJ, how you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, so just to start out, TJ, tell us a little bit about how you ended up here at ProAct and procurement and particularly in sourcing. Well, it's actually been a long journey. I've been in produce for about 20 years now and have seen and been through a lot. So uh, there was a time uh, probably about 10 or 12 years ago where I was actually burnt, burnt out on, on uh, produce and kind of transitioned. I went back to school, transitioned into produce packaging. Um, so I got to see another side of the agriculture industry and uh, found that I was missing, missing produce. So I went to go work for a startup company, a berry company out of Hollister, Berry People, and was there maybe seven months. And that's when Sean Azelio approached me with uh, a position here, sourcing specialist, and I would be handling apples and pears, which I've never handled before. So this is all new to me. I've been here six months now, and and I think it's going really well. Well, I know personally, I've enjoyed having you around the office and you definitely bring a light to procurement and try and tame some of those wild fellows over there. So you've at least eaten apples and pears before (laughs) you worked with them, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, So which suppliers do you mainly work with when it comes to apples and pears? So I work with Rainier, First Fruits, Chelan, Evans, a little Domex. Also just getting open market fruit that's out there. Yes, absolutely. With everyone. And we're trying to bring new suppliers on as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so talk a little bit about what it takes to get an apple from the tree and into the hands of the consumer. So uh, apples are picked out in the field, handpicked, uh, brought into the shed where they're sorted for grade, size, color, uh, which of course gives us our the different grades that we have. Premium, number one. Number two, uh, USX and Washington Fancy. So what are the different grades used for? Is that different food service, like quality? Like are some used like pre-cut product or how is how does that work? Actually, it's all of the above. So depending on who the end user is, most of the premium product you'll find in maybe premium number ones are found in your retail uh, local grocery store. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you work your way down to the different grades, uh, down to the lowest, of course, being uh, processing, juicing, where the image or the appearance of the apple doesn't really matter. It's what's inside. Mm-hmm. So um, that's basically how it works. Different customers have different tolerances, and they some want more color. Some don't really care about it. So 
Okay. Interesting. And so once the apple goes from the tree into the packing houses and they're stored for how long? So when's the growing season for apples? Because apples aren't continuously growing. Well, how it works, coincidentally, we're coming up on our growing season. So we'll start seeing gala apples uh, come off first. And that's usually around this time in a very light way. They call them wildfire galas. And then we'll move into to our actual gala that you see in most stores. Um, and then as we make our way through August and September into October, maybe the first week of November, we'll uh, begin to store the fruit uh, in storage. So then once the apples are stored, then they're kept year round in those bins. And are they kept at a certain temperature? Well, what happens is they suck all of the oxygen mm-hmm. out of the uh, storage units, mm-hmm. we'll call them, and uh, which naturally drops the temperature to, I believe, it's not freezing, of course, but uh, somewhere pretty close to where the apple goes dormant. Okay. And yeah, upon opening uh, each vault, I guess you would say, um, <laughs> you have to be careful because there is no oxygen oxygen in the container. And anyone who walks in uh, after immediately opening the door, you know, could die. So what I'm drawing the conclusion is apples can be deadly. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Apple, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So in terms of challenges that the industry is facing right now, I know that there's been issues with shortages. So talk a little bit about those challenges with apples and pears. So as we are on our tail end of um, stored apples, controlled atmosphere is what they call call it. We are in that transitional period between end of stored product and the beginning of fresh harvest or new crop. Mm. So it's a it's a difficult time to to one source apples to source the apples that our customers need. And um, it, it's, it's, it's a little stressful. I've heard you say that Golden Delicious are really struggling right now. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, um, in talking to my suppliers, they haven't seen this type of occurrence in years. I mean, they can't imagine the last time this has happened. There are just no Golden Delicious to be had. And why is that? Uh, just lack of supply, uh, a lot of demand, uh, just that time of year where a lot of our stored fruit is coming to an end and new crop has not started. Uh, we won't expect Golden Delicious until uh, maybe the first, second week of August, or I'm sorry, September. Oh, wow. So quite a ways away for some yes. Golden Delicious. So yes. what can people potentially use in place of a golden delicious well really the only alternative right now is what we call the ginger gold and it really is not an equal for golden delicious it's a poor substitute but available in very small quantities yeah what about pears are pears kind of in a transitional period too Pears and apples to me are hand in hand and and they really are um, as far as the growing seasons and uh, storage. Uh, We are in Washington. We only have anjo pears available and very minimal numbers at that. So we're starting to see quality issues uh, with with end users. So we have transitioned to California Mm -hmm. on Bartlett's and soon to start Bosque. Awesome. So when do you see that market coming off a bit and what can chefs expect to see in their shipments of apples and pears? Do you see, do you see apples and pears becoming more available in the 
September maybe when they when you start that as big far harvest. As, yeah, right. So the number of varieties uh, as we make our way through September October, more varieties will start to come on. So you'll have uh, an assortment uh, of apples that people are looking for versus now through September where you may have one or two varieties of new crop. Right. So lastly, a fun question, (laughs) not about challenges the industry is facing. Um, What is your favorite variety of apple and why? Well, I have a sweet tooth, so I am a Fuji man. It's crisp and super sweet, and um, it's just my favorite. Is your favorite application of apples in pears raw, or do you like them cooked? Oh, no. Or? I'm a slice with peanut butter. Mm. That is my that's my jam. It's almost as American as apple pie. That's right, <laughs> <laughs> which is also my favorite. Thank you to TJ and Chef Chris for speaking with us. Be sure to tune in Thursday. Next week's podcast is all about citrus as we will chat with Monique from B-Suite, one of Proact's citrus suppliers. If you haven't already, go give Colorful Plates a follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for recipes and more. Till next time, remember to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. And as always, stay fresh. Stay fresh.